0: Turn with me, please, to the book of Acts, Acts 20, and verse 32. He said, Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all of them which are sanctified. Verse 35 I have showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. The master said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And this word more is translated much more, is translated more and more, revealing that there are degrees of blessing. Anybody glad that you're experiencing more blessing than you were years ago? Would you be open to taking another step up? Well, notice it's connected with giving. Not just giving in an offering. Giving as a mentality, giving as a lifestyle, which is the same thing as saying a lifestyle of divine love. God so loved the world that he what? That he gave. And he gave the greatest thing, the most precious thing, he had to give. Demonstrating the degree of his love for us. And how far he was willing to go to redeem us. He has forever proven demonstrated his love for you. Do not question it. I said, don't question it. Don't challenge. Well, Lord, if you love me, is an evil thought. Y'all with me, friends? He has decisively, without question, beyond doubt, proven his love for you. And me. First of all, none of us, none of this would exist if he hadn't created us to start with. Also, unless he sustained our galaxy, our star, our planet, our systems of our body, every millisecond, the atoms would fly apart. He made you. He's sustaining you every millisecond. All things are upheld and held together by the Word of His power. But now, after all that, giving us a completely free will, man has chosen to rebel against God and not believe and to disobey God. But having done all this, Because of his great love for you and me, he purchased back his own creation. Oh, come on, are you with me? He bought us back his own creation. It was already his by right of creation, by right of continuous sustenance. Yet, because we had sold ourselves, he bought us with the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, having owned us at least three times over that I'm talking about right now, I'm sure it's more than that. He turns around, hands us the keys, and says, serve me if you choose to. We ought to love him forever. We ought to love him with every breath. But we ought never question his love. We're the ones need to demonstrate our love for him. He's already. And that's I mean, you could just keep on going. Jesus after he gave himself, after he went to the cross, after he went to the heart of the earth, after he bore our sin and the judgment, he to this day ever lives to make intercession for us. His love is unquestioned. Somebody say, I believe the great love you have for me. Hallelujah. I believe it. I'm not doubting it. I'm not questioning it. Go to Galatians, the sixth chapter, please. Galatians chapter six, verse nine. Six, nine, let us not be weary in well-doing. A lot of translations say in doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Season. A season is not an unlimited time. It's a specific time from here to here. In due season we'll reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good. Under all men, that includes people outside uh, the church, non-believers. Phyllis and I had been praying for our neighbors back, oh, this would have been 25 years ago I guess, where we lived there, Broken Arrow. And uh, of course neighbors across, neighbors on both sides, but we just felt in our heart that our neighbors, a particular group of them, needed to come to the Lord. Needed to get to know Him. And uh, you don't just need to assume what you need to do. You know you can pray. And ask the Lord to send laborers across their path and be willing to be a laborer. But don't just assume you need to go preach at them. Because when you get through, you're going to be still living right beside them. <laughs> you, you don't want them to dread seeing you out in the yard. <laughs> so, I'm just believing, and, and I guess we went on for, what, a couple of years or so, uh, you know, we're just high once in a while, not too much interaction, but one day the Lord dealt with me, go over there and sow Him some money. I had just been given some money, several years. You remember how much it was for several hundred dollars? Was it $500? $500. Which I was pretty encouraged over. (laughs) And had held on to it for a few days. Just wasn't really sure what I was going to do with it, you know. But I had two or three things I thought about buying, you know, spending and doing this and that. And the Lord dealt with me. Go over there and give him your money. I thought, okay. And not realizing he's answering my prayer about ministering to them. And I just showed, it worked out so perfectly, I pulled up in the driveway, he's out there, messing with his car, actually loading it. I came across and I said, "Uh, how you doing, man? We just began to talk, just casual things. And and I said, "Uh, y'all loading up? You going somewhere? He said, yeah, we've been planning a trip. Was it Disney been planning a trip to Disney for a couple of years. Little kids. They're so excited about it. I said, that's great. That's great. I said, uh, the Lord dealt with me to sow some money to you. So I pulled it out and I put it in hand of his hand. He he took it. He looked at me. He said, what for? I said, just, uh, I don't know. Just so you can have it. Spend it. He said, what What for? And he acted like it had never happened to him before. And uh, tears began to well up in his and come down his face. He said, He said, Keith, he said, I was so worried. He said, We've been planning this for two years. We got our rooms. We got this and that. We got no spending money. Some things hit us at the last minute. And I said, Well, you got some. He was so moved. Not long after that, they came to church with us. <laughs> I wasn't asking him for anything. Come on, are y'all with me? But I'm just talking about this verse. As we have what? Opportunity. Opportunity. Well, see, that was a God arranged. I didn't know that. I had no clue. I didn't know they were going on a trip, much less they didn't have any spending money. As you have opportunity, do good to all men. That's not just your fellow believer. Everybody. But especially to the household of faith. As you have opportunity. Well, opportunity is a set, a definite fixed period. Webster says an opportunity is an amount of time or situation in which something can be done. Not an unlimited amount of time. A set specific, we call them windows of opportunity. The Lord gave me three phrases. Anybody remember them from last night or the night before? Windows of light, doors of opportunity, and streams of provision. If the Lord hadn't brought that provision in my hand, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. And if he hadn't provided the opportunity, I wouldn't have known what to do with the provision. And if he hadn't given me light, this is what I need to do today. So it just flows, light, opportunity, provision. I have an excitement in my spirit. I just know that it's the Lord's will that all of us come up to a whole nother level of being aware yeah. and being led yeah. and having provisions yeah. beyond what we've ever had. Yeah. You must well, I, I'd like to be able to give, uh, you know, $1,000. I'd like to be able to give $500. I'd like to be able to give that million dollars. You don't start there. You don't start there. You start with a heart that is willing and desires for God to use you. To bless somebody, to meet their need, to fulfill their their vision and dream, to encourage them. Is that right? And you start with being willing by faith when the Lord deals with you to step through that door of opportunity. It takes faith to do it. You won't know why. You'll find out a lot of these things just after the fact later. But then as we act on this in faith, taking steps of faith, then that's when the streams of provision, not before but as we're taking the steps and after we take steps. Say it out loud again. Windows of light. Doors of opportunity. And streams. That's an S on the end there. Streams of provision. Hallelujah. I believe there are new streams, additional streams to what we have experienced thus far. Now we've talked about the Lord saying in Psalm 39, teach us to number our days. And being aware of how brief this life is. I'm convinced it is the briefest thing we will ever do. I'm convinced it's the shortest thing we'll ever do. And I know 50 years, 100 years seems like a long time to us, but to the Lord, yeah. hmm, to Him, 1,000 years is like a day. That means a 100 year lifetime would be like two and a half hours. And so, if you've lived, you know, uh, 60, 70 years of it, and depending on how far you're going, you got about an hour left. God time. I understand? before you're out of here. Is it important how we spend this next hour? Yes. Yes. This next 20 years or 40, whatever the case might be. What is your plan? What are you doing? The Lord tears is coming and sustains you. What are you doing the next 20 years? Do we have five years to play around? Think about it. 10 years to try different things and hope maybe that's it only to find out boy that was a waste of time. No. We need to let him lead us with precision. And in order to do that we must dispense with all the other methods of leading except being led by the Spirit of God. One of the greatest things you can never learn in your life is how to be led by the Spirit. Somebody say "How how to be led by the Spirit. Did you hear the phrase dispense with all other methods of being led? If you're led by price, you're not being led by the Spirit. If you're led by cost, You're not being led by the... It's a dangerous thing to not even ask the Lord and drive across town 15 miles to save a nickel on a gallon of gas. And so what's wrong with that? You could be at the wrong place at the wrong time at the intersection when the drunk driver comes through. Come on, are you listening? And you're not even supposed to be on that side of town. And if you're not even trying to be led because all you care about is that nickel. You'll miss it again and again. And we have. All of us have missed it in these things. But let's stop it. I said let's stop it. If you're led by what other people want to do all the time. You're not being led by the Spirit. If you're led by needs. Are y'all with me friends? We must do away with every other method of being led and when you do it it'll be a radical change and not everybody will understand it but it is the only way to get the wisdom of God to redeem our time and not waste it because you and I are not going to know enough to plan our day in our life without wasting our time. You're never going to know enough in your head For one thing, you don't know the future, right? And you don't know the impact of what you're doing, its effect. Now, I believe before we get through, we may talk about this, how that Jesus said, there are first that shall be last, and there are last that shall be first. And one of the things the Lord's been dealing with me about the last few months is how it is not apparent what is the most significant thing in the kingdom and in the plan of God it's not always readily apparent in this life. There's going to be a number of things that people thought was a great big thing and yet centuries from now when it is tried by fire It'll be shown that it was nothing significant to the kingdom of God. And then there's going to be some things that nobody knew about. Nobody knew their name. It wasn't a big thing. But they heard from God. And they did it just exactly the way he told them to. And it wasn't even apparent in their lifetime. The significance of it, but it sowed a seed that set some things in motion that actually changed a nation. Fifty years later, it's not readily apparent. What is the most fruitful, or the most profitable, beneficial? I don't care how long you've been walking with God, how much word you think you know. We just have we hadn't been alive long enough. We haven't been around. Our experience is so small. The only way to get it right is just be led by the Spirit. And just do what you do by faith and leave it in His hands. As a preacher, I know we've got a number of preachers here. Have you ever felt like that sermon wasn't all that good? Don't, don't raise your hand. <laughs> be aware the enemy comes to every one of us virtually every time we minister and tries to convince you it wasn't much to it. It was lousy. It was every one of us virtually every time you minister. Well, not just the odds alone. That can't be right. Not all of us. Not every time. Is that right? Not all the time. That's how he works though. And again, you—it it is not readily apparent. Man, they might have yelled and screamed to the rafters and run the aisles. But a thousand years from now, what happened there may have not even made a mark. I didn't say it didn't. I said it might not have. There could be a situation in which it was that way. Or it could be one that everybody was uncomfortable. (laughs) And half the crowd was wishing you'd just close early. But you heard from God. And it was the right subject. And a lot of folks didn't even like it and didn't even receive it that day. But it was a seed that was sown and the Lord brought it back to them 15 years later in a time of duress. And they changed their whole life. You just are not going to see it and know it at the time. So if you do the right thing and and keep a right mentality, you have to just walk by faith. Did did you hear that last phrase? You have to walk by faith and that means saying things you don't feel like. Recognizing the oppression of the enemy and resisting it and getting in faith. Did you pray? Did you use some scriptures out of the Bible? Were you endeavoring to do something that was beneficial and God? Then God's got something to work with. In spite of our shortcomings and ignorance and mistake, he said My word will not return unto me void, but it will prosper. It'll accomplish what I sent it to do. It'll prosper in what I sent it to do. We need to believe that word every time. Many a time I've told myself, I read scriptures. I read with an act excited about that. I'm not moved by what I see. That's right. I'm not moved by what I don't see. Amen. I got to get in faith about this. Yeah. Lord, I know I didn't do everything perfectly, but in spite of my ignorance and mistakes, there was some scripture. There was the spirit of God involved. I'm believing you to take it and work it into people's hearts and minds. I need to be in faith for their sake. Yeah. Is that right? I need to be in faith. Yeah. Right. And if you go home and slump down in your chair and go... I just don't understand, man, I, I'm just, I, man. it just about anybody out there could do a better job than that. Dear me, you're just yielding to the enemy and walking by sight and yielding to feelings. Stop it. Amen. Stop it. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Grab yourself by the ear. Drag yourself up by the chair and say, boy, You are a privileged one to get to handle the holy word of God. You're a privileged one chosen that the anointing will come on you to do this job. Get yourself in faith and right now. Anybody with me on this? If you're going to live by faith and walk by faith, you do not wallow around no. in self-pity
1: no.
0: and self-doubt no. and second and third and fourth guessing. No. Everything you do. No. You want to be willing, you want to be correctable and teachable. I'm willing. If I missed it, I'm ready to repent. But I'm not going to repent till I know I missed it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what am I repenting about? Yes. Because if you're too quick on that end, the enemy can just play you and keep you in condemnation all the time. And that will gut your faith. We have confidence toward God if our heart doesn't condemn us. Then we got confidence toward God. Say it out loud again. His word word does does not. Return void. return void. It will, it will accomplish, accomplish. What, he it what he sent it to do. It will prosper, it will prosper. in the thing he intended. In
1: the thing
0: he intended. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now he needs me and you to be in faith about it yeah. when we deliver it. And it, again, it will not always be apparent. I know I'm as human as anybody else. You like it when people look like they're at least half enjoying it and, and nodding their head and, and a good amen is just like saying, Sick them to a good rabbit dog. I mean, it's, yeah, you do. But you know, God needs people that have a constitution that can wade into unbelief eyeball deep. <laughs> Come on, are you listening? Where nobody. Even knows why they should say amen. (laughs) Phyllis and I were talking, we were talking about some things today. Somebody was uh, thanking me and saying they really appreciated something I had taught. And we were talking today. The first time I taught it, uh, like Brother Hagen used to say, everybody around me was breathing the hot breath of unbelief (laughs) down the back of my (laughs) (laughs) car. Several had already let it be known to me that they were just sure Brother Hagin was going to correct me, and I was going to be in trouble. <laughs> Better not go too far into this, <laughs> but but that's not fun. I said that's not fun, and so what? You know what I did? I checked my heart. I checked my heart. I checked my heart. But then you come to a place where either he told you or he didn't. You're either going to do this or you're not. And so here we go and hallelujah it turned out wonderful but if you'd have been going by feelings you'd have just went somewhere and hid (laughs) say take me off the roster (laughs) please and I'm not just talking about me God needs people that like David of old can encourage their self when nobody else Is encouraging you nobody wants to that's willing there are some dark places in the earth and there are a lot of folks in churches and ministries that are upset and they're discouraged and 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 I wish I could do more wish I could do more wish I could do more and there's so much light where they are that their light is not even noticed Without realizing, if you'd listened to the Lord, he would jack you up and send you out of there into a pitch dark place. And when you lit your little candle, everybody would go, "Woo! dim that thing. What are, what are you, what is all that? We've never heard that before. We've never seen that before. And it would thrill you to your soul. But you got to be willing to step out. And risk, if you want to use that word, being rejected. Was Jesus' message ever rejected? Man, people left his meeting sometimes by the thousands and never came back. Was Paul's ministry ever rejected and not received? You're not better than Paul, are you? You're not better than the master, are you? Well, we shouldn't fall off our chair. Somebody writes us an ugly letter. If the people in the church don't act like they always appreciate. If the people in the church. Don't always act like they appreciate. You. Nor your sacrifice. Nor all your praying and your studying. And your hard work. they Just act like they don't even care. Good friend of ours. Some years ago. Good, good people. Him and his wife. Started a church from scratch. Built some of it with his own hands. And just, I mean, you're talking about somebody pouring their life into it. They did. And after getting this done, building the church to a certain place, he calls the regional minister's director and says, get somebody to come up here and take this thing. We're leaving. (laughs) He said, what? thought you just got that new thing built. I thought you just got He said, yeah, but these people don't even care whether we're here or not. They don't appreciate us. Get somebody to come up here and take it because we're going he said, hold on, hold on here. What, what brought this on? Well, it's Christmas time. He said, do you know what? The whole congregation pulled their resources together, got together and gave my wife and I both for Christmas. I said, what? Five by seven picture of Jesus.
1: <laughs>
0: A five by seven picture of Jesus. This is from the entire congregation to pastor and his wife. He said, they could care less if we're here. If we're After all we've done, send somebody up here. We're leaving. He said, uh, and the man he's talking to is a wise man. He said, wait, wait, wait just a minute. Would you just calm down? Talk to me just a minute. He said, you and I talked not two years ago about how you and your wife absolutely knew God sent you to that city, sent you there. He said, yeah, I I know, I know. But you better send somebody up here. He He said, when did the Lord release you? When did the Lord release you from there, and where has he told you to go? He said, I don't know about all that, but I'm telling you, you better send somebody up here. (laughs) He said, now hold on. He called his name. He said, did the Lord send you there or not? Well, yeah, okay. What did he tell you to do? He told us to go and start this church. Did the Lord tell you to leave if they didn't appreciate you? Did he tell you you were released? If you didn't get enough support and hallelujahs and amens and good Christmas presents. <laughs> see, here's the thing. Who are we really doing it for? Oh, see, when people, uh, you know, I've had people just get irate about things. and they, Well, I've done all this for them and I've done all that for them. What are you doing for the Lord? I thought these things were supposed to be unto Him and for Him. Well, after all I've done for them, the, the, after all I've given them, that's the least they could do. Well, if you're expecting anything back, you didn't give it to them. You didn't give it to them. You're trying to trade. You want something, you want your pay. The Lord didn't promise us they would appreciate us. He didn't tell us that whether we continued or not was contingent upon a favorable response. Did he now? Come on, did he now? God needs some men and women who will quit being babies, quit wearing their feelings on their sleeve, grow up Hallelujah! And be aware and be willing to even endure hardness like a good soldier to strap on your gear and go in places where you know people don't like you. You know. We got men and women today. Humvees and vehicles and all this driving through places where they know people hate them. Is that right? They know there are armed people around there that would be happy to kill them. And they are there in our defense. Are you glad these men and women are on these walls? Are you glad they are willing they left the comfort of home? Is that right? They have to crawl out of their cot and their tent and put their gear on. You think they want to go driving through there? They stir themselves up. Their training kicks in. But they know they are in hostile territory. No, there's no parade for them. There could be some bullets. Well, that's what the Lord's talking about with us. Is it true that the kingdom of God is advancing? Is it true that you and I are to endure hardness as good soldiers? We must grow up. I said we must grow up. The Lord spoke to me a couple of days ago about this. That there are many people, many people, that are missing their precious windows of opportunity, Christians, because they have become offended. They got upset about something somebody didn't do for them, or something they wanted to do or be a part of that they didn't get to do. And because of getting bitter, everybody say bitter.
1: bitter.
0: They got angry, and then they got hurt, and all this describes bitterness. Because of this, they have withdrawn, they have pulled out, they have pulled away, they stopped going to church, they stopped doing this, they stopped doing that, and in their mind, they think they're waiting on somebody to notice how mad they are, (laughs) on somebody to realize that they need to come to them. And apologize and and plead with them to come back. And all the while, they've already missed six months, two years, ten years of precious opportunities that they will not get back. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes if the anger of the ruler rises up against you, what do you do? Don't leave your place. We have a whole generation of folks who can't take, won't take correction. None. None. No correction. They'll receive compliments. Couched in soft tones. (laughs) But just a blatant correction. They get their feelings hurt. They get offended. And they quit. And don't realize it was the enemy who has now robbed them of precious days and opportunities they had they could be serving. The master said to me, oh, this has been decades ago. He spoke to my heart. He said, Keith, if I had lived and ministered in your day, there would be those who would accuse me of verbal abuse. I'm going to let you think on that just a moment. <laughs> no, no, not Jesus. He's so kind. Jesus would never even raise his voice at you. <laughs> Have you read the Bible? Yes. Have you read Matthew? Yes. Mark? Yes. Luke? Yes. John? <laughs> to hypocrites, he got quite rough. Is that right? You bunch of snakes, how are you going to miss hell? (laughs) You scour the world to make a convert, and when you do, you make him twice the child of hell you are. Am I quoting scriptures? (laughs) And one of his responses to his own, more than once, is, where's your faith? Why'd you doubt And he brought to me the scenario of Peter and the walking on the water incident. And helped me to put it in today's council-happy society. (laughs) (laughs) And if Peter had been the baby that many, many people are, he stepped out on the boat. He walked on the water. Who else has ever done that? Except the master himself. And after the incident, many people would have been at their therapist the next day trying to work out their feelings, saying, I left everything to follow him. I gave it all up. We had a good business, we were making good money. Well there every time he need every time he needs something, it's setting up and it's tearing down and it's traveling and it's this and this and it's all the time and it's non stop. Healing lines that stretch from here to the end of the county line.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do we ever complain? No. Did anybody else step out of the boat? No. No. Not another soul. Did he say, good job, Peter. <laughs> you and me, the only ones I ever walked in the world. No, no. What's us say, where is your faith? Where is your
1: faith?
0: <laughs> it would be funny if it wasn't so pitiful and if it wasn't so serious. We have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. Who have pulled back, who have quit, who have lost years of precious opportunities because their little feelings got hurt. Oh, friend, if somebody in leadership did make a mistake, do you forfeit the place God gave you and the opportunity? Even if the anger of the ruler rises up against you, the Scripture says, don't leave your place. Be let in and be let out. Not by anger, not by hurt, by the Spirit of God. That's why you do what you do. You gotta be strong, not to let these other things manipulate you. There's more than one person. Been upset with me for years. Yes, hard to imagine, I know. <laughs> and more than one of them. The devil's such a liar. He is such a conniving, low down. I don't think I am going to cry one tear when he gets thrown into the lake of fire. He's so cruel. He lies to people continuously. There are people I hadn't seen for years that were a part of us and around us and and we had good fellowship and what what they got upset about was they didn't feel like they had the place with me that they wanted. And they got upset about not having that place so they completely left and the truth is they did have a place with me and they didn't respect it. They didn't appreciate it. When you keep demanding and you're always upset because you're not getting more, it proves you wouldn't value it if they gave it to you. You're not valuing what you have. You think somebody owes you something. You're deluded. You're deceived. It's a privilege to be able to step foot in the church, it is a privilege. It's a privilege. To be able to hold a broom. Come on are you with me. For the work of God. Nobody owes you any time. Or any place. Or any attention. But the devil lies to people. Continuously. About this. And so it it makes no sense at all. I don't have as much as I want. So I'm going to throw it all away. (laughs) Does it make sense. I don't have as much as I want, so I'm going to have nothing. If you really valued it like you say you do, you wouldn't want to lose what you had. You'd treasure it. And you wouldn't be indignant because somebody's not giving you more. You wouldn't feel like they owed it to you to begin with. Who are you? A thousand other people could be doing what you're doing. Now you may think we've digressed, but we haven't. It is the trick of the devil. He's a thief. And he's come to rob you of your precious opportunities, of your precious days. Somebody say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let him do it. If you follow the Lord all the way in your life, if you get on your path and stay on your path and don't get off, you will. Have to humble yourself and submit yourself repeatedly. And it will not be easy. I've had people say, Brother Keith, I'm look forward to you teaching on submission. It's always been easy for me. I know right away they don't know anything about what it is. Submission was not easy for Jesus. If it wasn't easy for him, it's not going to be easy for you. By very nature of what it is. Just in the, the few years that Phyllis and I have progressed down the path God's called us to, repeatedly, there have been times where you were tempted to say things you ought not say, do things you ought not do, throw your tools down, leave. And oh, looking back now, I am so thankful. I am so thankful because we were tempted on more than one occasion, and more than one, and it was real. There's been times I came and fell across the bed and said, Lord, I'm putting in a request for a transfer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it came back, denied. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I'm going to find out who my Lord is. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Am I my own Lord? Do I write my own orders? Or is Jesus my Lord? If He's your Lord, then you go where He says go. And you stay where He says stay. And there will be times where it's tough. And there will be times where you suffer greatly. I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm, I'm, my ears. Yeah, you heard me. Yeah. There will be times you suffer greatly, but not from being sick and not from being That's broke. Right. You can suffer not getting your way. That's right.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs>
0: Having to submit your will. And if you don't do it, if you jump out, you'll never mature. You'll never develop. You'll be a baby Christian your entire life down here. And you will miss days and years of opportunity. Because if God had you in the right place, and you jump out because you get mad, where are you now? Where are you now? Have you talked God into changing his plan? Hallelujah. 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 The Lord doesn't reward the biggest thing. I'm not saying it right. He doesn't promote diligence. He doesn't promote who's the most talented. He doesn't promote who has the longest tenure. He promotes faithfulness. Those that do what he tells them to do. I worked harder than everybody else. That's not the same as faithfulness. I've been there the longest. I should get this and that. That's not the same as being faithful. I hear some gears turning. And faithfulness has to do with the heart. How many know you can stay but not be fit to be around? I'll stay clean your room I'll clean it I'll clean it I'll cl- bling boom <laughs> with the room clean I'll clean the room clean the room you haven't done anything right even if you get it spotless because God looks he looks at the heart It's not just the performance that gets promoted. It's not just the tenure. It's it's not just who works the hardest or stayed up the latest to put forth the most effort. It is faithful, faithful, faithful. And that's a willing heart. Hallelujah. Willing. And you're going to have to receive correction. You're going to have to. Nobody has arrived to the point where they don't need correction. An instruction. Nobody. And when you get to it, your flesh is going to rise up. Yours is. Mine does. Everybody's does. And it's when you better grab it by the nap of the neck. And you better slam it down. And you better crucify it. Come on, are you with me? Crucify it. And it'll squeal. As well. You say, shut up, shut up. I You say, die. Die. Die flesh. Just die. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to die. things in you. Need to die. <laughs> and as Peter says, he that has suffered in the flesh, he ceased to live the rest of his lifetime subject to the whims and lust of the flesh. You get free. I said, you get free, and you begin to discern what's flesh and what's spirit, and what's God and what's man, and you actually start to grow up. But you have to put your flesh under and not get your way for these things to develop. The Bible says, after that you've suffered a while, the Lord make you perfect, establish strengthen, settle you. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. After I've said, I used to, you know, I, I marked the scripture prayers in the epistles and I'd pray them over myself and, and I'd get to that one I'd want to leave that part out. <laughs> but I, I'm either a word man or I'm not, right? I mean, I mean, you can't leave off half the verse. But then as time went by, you begin to see what he's telling. He's not talking about suffering from what we've been redeemed from. He's talking about suffering having to put your flesh on. Can you say amen or amen. oh me or we'll see or my, my, hallelujah. Stand on your feet, why don't you? Let's act on this right now. mm mm Hallelujah. There's a lot of folks watching us by uh, internet tonight. And the Spirit of God is in your house. He's in your room. He's talking to you about this. And all of us. Need to. Reaffirm. Our commitment. And our willingness. To endure hardness. As needed. And to put our flesh under. And submit our will. To his. And. To receive direction and correction. From him through others, even if they didn't do a good job giving it to us, still have enough spirituality to know it was God. Everybody said out loud, Father God, Father God, I present myself, I present myself as, yours, as yours and I purpose, and I purpose as needed, as needed to, endure hardness, to endure hardness as a good soldier. As a good soldier your good soldier, your good soldier we're not, in yet. We're not in heaven yet. We're here on the battlefield. We're on the battlefield. Things are not nice. Are not nice. But, the one's in us. but the greater one's in us. And I can do all things, I can do all things. Through, your through your anointing which strengthens me. Set a watch at the door of my mouth. Help me to realize, Help me to realize. when I should shut up and humble myself and and stop arguing and stop stop saying anything anything. except yes sir yes "Yes, Yes, ma'am I'll do it it. and then to do it it with a right heart with a willing heart heart, and do it as unto the Lord hallelujah hallelujah. And and lift it up as a sacrifice to you and receive your, receive your strength. Hallelujah. 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 Receive, your strength. receive your strength. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Glory, to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just remain standing just a minute. The Lord asked me a question some years ago in a time of waiting on Him. He said, Keith, would you like to know how to increase your capacity? To receive from me. This goes hand in hand with this. What we're talking about now, because increased time, increased opportunities, increased resources. And this is what he said to me. He said, cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. That's
1: right.
0: And so he talked to us about that for years. And I began to see things that were attached to it. And this is one thing he said to me personally. And it applies to all of us. He said, if you think someone owes you something, you make it impossible for them to be gracious to you. That's right. yeah. And see, God's everything he has done is available only by grace. And the devil knows this. And he knows what happened to him. And there's all kind of doctrinal disagreements. And none of us are perfect in doctrine. And you're not fully qualified to judge the perfection of a doctrine, but you are to try the spirits. And uh, Phyllis and I were talking about this recently. The Lord showed me the devil can't help himself. He gives himself away. He tries not to, but he, he just can't help it. He can out quote any one of us on scriptures. If you try to match, I'm talking about the enemy. If you try to match intellect with him and wit with him, he'll tie you up and laugh while he does it. And so if you just stay embroiled in who's right, who's wrong on doctrinal points, you're going to stay upset about something all the time. Don't do that. Try the spirits. The spirit of a man or woman is much more important even than their doctrine. No, know some folks don't like that phrase, but I'll say it again. The spirit of a man or woman is more important than their doctrine because none of us are perfect in doctrine. But if doctrine is coming from a wrong spirit, even though all the scriptures may sound right, everything may just sound perfect, There will be a rebellious, stubborn, unsubmissive, argumentative spirit about it. And the enemy can't help himself. He will give himself away if you know where to look. But the wisdom that is from above is peaceable. It's pure. It's easy to be entreated. It's a totally different spirit. Come on, can you see this, friends? And so, the spirit of self-pity is synonymous with somebody owes you something. And it is a direct yielding to the devil, which allows blindness and confusion to come in. And uh, One of the strongest responses you see out of Jesus in the entire Word of God was when he was telling the disciples what was going to happen to him. He's going to be scourged. He's going to be rejected of men. And on the third day, he's going to rise again. Well, Peter takes him aside. Y'all remember this. And he says, this shall not be unto you. And if you look at the Greek of some modern Bibles, it'll say, he said, pity thyself. No, 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 no. And Jesus wheels around. How many remember what he said? One of the strongest responses get behind me, Satan. Why would he say that? Because he was tempted himself when it came time to do it. Why did he sweat blood in the garden? What's the prayer he's praying? Not my will. But what's he having to do? Submit his will to the Father's will. And the pressure of temptation is so strong on him. Blood is coming out of his pores as he resists this. Temptation to what? Temptation to not submit. Temptation to not yield. And friend, you and I need to be on the guard about this every day and every night you've experienced it every one of us have experienced it the enemy will come he'll whisper in your ear he'll bring thoughts and suggestions why didn't they even notice you why'd they give them that seat you've been in the ministry longer than that why don't they support these other guys why don't they support you? This is when it's time to wheel around and go, get behind me, devil. Shut up. Get out of here. They don't owe me anything. They don't owe me a minute of their time. They don't owe me a dollar. Come on, are you listening? They don't owe me anything. Because if you think they owe you anything, you've made it impossible for them or God himself to be gracious to you. You wouldn't even appreciate it. You wouldn't even be thankful for it. You'd think it's owed to you. It is devilish to the core. And it is so subtle, it is so sneaky. And it's how the enemy sows a seed, and people don't reject it, they let it stay there. And over weeks and months and years, it festers, and they get more and more bitter. And what this one didn't do for me. Or what this one did do against me. And so you're not forgiving. And you're thinking they they should. And people quit. It is how people just leave their place. They leave churches. And somebody else is going to get their reward. And they're going to wake up here and realize that they don't have 9,000 days. They got five days. And it's not time to fix any of it. And the devil has played them for a fool. Could have been enjoying rich fellowship. Yes. Phyllis and I were talking about some folks that we love dearly. And they hadn't said hi or boo to us in years. And I thought about it and just tears came to my I, th- I thought, i got not one thing against them. I love them. There is no reason for them to feel this way. But they believe a lie. Rather than what the truth is about me. This is happening all over the place. And you and I need to grow up. Come on, are you with me? And put a stop to it. Because we don't have time for this junk. Do we? We don't have time to nurse our little hurt feelings. While all this is going on, people are not being reached. Things are not being done. It's exactly what the devil intends. Oh, come on, friends. Come on, men. Come on, men of God. Come on, women. Come on, women of God. Grow a backbone. Grow some thick skin. Come on, are you with me? Jesus said, I want you to be simple concerning evil. What does that mean? That means most people will think you are naive. And you're so secure, you don't care. I don't claim I've always done this perfectly, but I know I've grown some in the last decades in this. I've had people come up and go, Brother Keith, don't you know they were talking about you? I said, no. <laughs> Brother Keith, they did everything but call your name. We are to be so secure. And so simple concerning suspicions right. yes. Yes. and lies and fears that if somebody comes up and slaps you, yes. Yes. you go, did you stumble? <laughs> you, you stumbled and your hand fell across yeah. my face.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I meant to slap you. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> There's no need to do that. Love. Covers the multitude of sins. Hallelujah. I want us to act on it right now. If we've had aught against any. Let's forgive them right now. Let's let it go. You treat it like debt paperwork. Like they owed you money. You take the contract, you rip it up, throw it away, and they don't owe you anything. Now, week after next, you think, man, I could have used that money. Too bad. You <laughs> tore up the contract. Is that right? You tore it up. They don't owe you. Are you ready, everybody? Yes. Close your eyes. said out loud, Father God. Father God anyone anyone who's, done me wrong, who's done me wrong, or I thought they did me wrong, Father, I, forgive them. I forgive them from my heart. As an, act of my faith. as an act of my faith I release it, I release it. They, owe me they owe me nothing no explanation no, explanation. no, apology. no apology no recompense, no recompense. They, owe they owe me nothing you forgave me, you forgave me. I, forgive them. I forgive them hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I had the, uh, the experience of being into some sport fighting for years as a young man, teenager. And one thing you got to be able to do, you can be real good at throwing a punch or a kick, but how many of what else you got to be able to do? <laughs> Take one without rolling over and crying. You got to be able to shake it off. It's no sign of strength that your nursing hurts month after month and year after year. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small, pico. And uh, the Lord showed me one time we were visiting with some folks and a little girl, what she'd been five, six years old. She ran over to me jumped up on the couch where I was sitting. She said, look, look, Brother Keith, look, Brother Keith, look what happened to me. And she threw her knee up, and she'd had a bike wreck. And her mom had fixed it so nice with some bandages and some ointment, and she grabs it and rips it off. And when she did, she ripped all the healing off that had taken place the last couple of days. And she wanted me to see how bad it was. It was bad. It was deep. She had a big bike wreck. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm, first of all, I cringed. I said, no, 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 and it was too late. And <laughs> I said, no, let your mom put that back on now. And, uh, and as I'm saying that, the Lord said, listen, this is how so many of my people are. They keep tearing off the healing to show somebody how bad they hurt me. How mean they did me. And so it goes month after month and year after year and doesn't heal. I mean, if you come up and say, man, look what a what a bad wound. There. You go, uh, when did that happen? Uh, back in 75. <laughs> 75, man, it was bad. That means something's wrong with you. Come on now, don't try to branch all over. If you hadn't healed up since 1975, something's wrong in you, in your body, in your systems. Is that right? And if you are nursing hurts and haven't completely healed up from things from last year and five years and ten years ago, no matter what they did, something's wrong with you. You keep reopening the womb. Got to let the Lord pour in the oil and the wine and then seal it up and don't talk about it again. If somebody wants to talk to you say no. No. No the Lord's healing me of that. I'm healed. I can't reopen it. Is that right? And you'll get to the place where you'll go days, not even think about it. And then you'll go weeks and then you'll go months and then it won't even bother you anymore. You will be healed, completely healed. Can God heal a scraped elbow? Can he heal a broken heart? Can He, heal? he can heal anything if you let him. But folks hold on to hurts because they want to. They've become addicted to that feeling of being the victim. Many times because of big insecurities and fears and don't feel like they've got the place that they want. and Not getting noticed like they want. So this is a way to get the attention. I've been hurt. Don't you care? They didn't even call. They didn't even come see me. Friend, this is dangerous devilish stuff if you keep yielding to it you'll go down into darkness and you won't even be able to see the things you should be thankful for and you'll just close up and that bitterness and infection will just keep putrefying it can destroy your relationships and your life close your eyes again please Let's act on this further. People that you love, people that you care about, people that you respect, people that you wanted more from, it's not their fault. You need to grow up. You need to repent. You need to let God heal you. And you need to say it out loud with all conviction, Lord, Lord. I, submit I submit myself for the healing. In my, heart. in my heart, inside me, inside me. my mind, my, mind. My, emotions. my emotions. Nothing's too hard for you to heal. Too hard for you. It doesn't matter what they did what they or didn't did. do. Or they didn't do. I'm, receiving my I'm receiving my healing just like I've received it in my body. Like I'm receiving my, my healing so that that doesn't even bother me anymore. So bother me. Anymore. 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 And, I'm saying, and I'm saying, none of these people, of these people owe, me owe me anything. They don't owe me their time. They don't owe me their attention. They don't owe me to receive my phone call. They don't owe me, to my phone call. They don't owe me anything. They don't, me a place they don't owe me a place in their life, in their life. or a part or of, anything doing. of anything they're doing. They don't owe me, they don't owe me anything. anything. And for anything that you would give me now, give me through, whomever would, through whomever you would, I'll just be thankful for it. I'll just be thankful and I'll just be grateful for it. I'll just be grateful. Hallelujah. 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 I'll rejoice, I'll be glad, and I'll live free, 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 free. Free. Bondages are being cracked right now. Yokes that have been on situations for decades. I heard a crack just then. Cracks are coming into it. If you hold on to this, it'll just break completely off of you. Oh, hallelujah. Some folks need to say it. Get away from me, devil. Get behind me. I resist you. I'm not a victim. I got no reason to feel sorry for myself. Oh, hallelujah. I've got victory victory. in Jesus, my Savior, Savior. forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church.